Hi, and welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, hot tubs, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest power tools not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We're your host for mornings on 1077 The I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room and on the sideline and posting social media for the Sounders. At CenturyLink Field, he's branded from the internet. You know, speaking of hot tubs, it's been a while since I've even thought about Hand Wallabwana. Oh, yeah. What a- also, also, hi. <laughs> is that guy alive still? Is he okay? I think so. I, I hope. Yeah, that's weird. Like, after like a six-week break from not paying attention, it's weird that he's just kind of like, he was so clutch in those moments, and now like, what? Well, I'll tell you what he's not doing. He's not participating in the skills, the MLS All-Star skills game that's happening right now <laughs> against Atletico Madrid. Hey, that's something that we have in common, then. <laughs> Yeah, the stars they're just like us <laughs> no, not paying attention do us a quick solid getting paid very little <laughs> do us a quick solid click on through to Apple Podcasts give us a rating definitely five stars but primarily leave us a comment we want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player from New Who or Hugh Hugh to <laughs> Brad Bradsmith maybe for the last time ever yeah that's uh, usually they're like high-fiving gingerly on the sideline as they're swapping places now, new who or who, hoo hoo, looking to have that starting position. This week, the bye bye Brad Bradsmith Smith. Sounders Aww. FC take on the bring out your dead, or alternately, it's hard to eat barbecue with a spork, sporking Kansas City, and a battle for the politically correct cup. Oh. Now, <laughs> wizards is what we call them, right? Uh, the, I think they used to be that, yes. And that's what we're going to still call them, obviously. Yeah, because, obviously. Um, and so that refers to a male-only soccer culture. I'm triggered. <laughs> well, they, wizards and, and witches, the, that would be their women's team. People supposedly. of magic. I think I think it's funny that they ever had a team called uh, the Wizards. I, I think mascots in general are ridiculous. Um, but like specifically, things like the Orlando Magic and the Wizards are so funny to me because... I just want to talk about how Wizards sounds like it's a thousand percent a soccer team that my brother played against in elementary school <laughs> when he was playing on a team called the Laser Sharks. <laughs> one team named by the kids, one team named by the parents. <laughs> it's just like mascots are silly, like all the time, in my opinion. Uh, even the, like the Mariners and the Sounders no! are pretty silly to me. How dare you! But the but Mariner I Moose, th- get out of town. The Mariner <laughs> Moose is awesome. I like literally look for the Mariner Moose every time I go to T-Mobile I Park. I know. I think the best. Oh, I, first of all, I think the best mascot in history in Seattle is Squatch. Uh, R.I.P. in peace. Um, but I just think that some mascots are really silly. And I think that the wizard uh, and witches were probably the silliest in, in people MLS of history. magic. Thank you. People, <laughs> I think it's best that we call them Spork in Kansas City because the spork in itself is a pretty politically correct statement because it has both the spoon and the fork built into one, so it's representing both sides of the silverware. <laughs> it uses all of the silverware pronouns. See? There we go. Great job. <laughs> Seattle Sounders beat Houston Dynamo 1-0 on the road over the weekend and heat so high it should have been measured in Kelvin's. But definitely, not Leardoms. Yeah, definitely not Leardoms, though. That's <laughs> important. Uh, a sloppy-looking game, mainly in that first half. Like, Abdul Salam looked bad. Stefan Fry looked bad. Ladero. Even Harry Ship. It looked like he was covered in barnacles out there. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a great first half at all. The Sounders fortunately came out uh, firing in the second half and were able to get a goal. 
Uh, how about that Ariaga being left on the sideline? Also, th- shout-outs to Ari for the super great help last week when we were tweeting during the pod to be like, have you seen him out of practice? And he's like, I haven't, but I, I assure you he's probably kicking soccer balls. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't help. Guy who's a, who's a freelance writer on the thing that we're not paying for your opinion. How about, how about the fact that not only did Ariaga uh, start on the bench again, who knows why he's not starting uh, at this point, um, but not only does he get subbed in late in the match coming in for Roman Torres but oh, he no. gets subbed in without his shirt oh, oh, oh no the injury generator his shirt has sprained a hamstring and can no longer be tucked in I'm, I'm sorry oh, that gag man. is getting old but still it that really that really works I want to I miss be- Tucker Bone <laughs> we all miss Tucker Bone I just want to make this one silly note about this. While watching on TV, they had the white balance set really weird on the camera. So, like, during the daytime, it was one thing. But then at night, it looked really yellow. Except for the Sounders white on the Zulily. Like, I really popped. That Zulily looked so good. (laughs) They they probably paid extra for that. (laughs) We want the white that pops on TV. They're like, we got you. It's reflective. (laughs) We don't have enough of it for the roads in, in my neighborhood to be able to have lines. But on the Sounders logos... Anything for you, Zulily. <laughs> See you in Snohomish, Zulily. <laughs> can't wait. I can't wait. We're going to have a big craft fair. It's going to be... I, I assume that's what they do. I don't actually... I really have no, no Nobody idea. really knows what Zulily does. Sells houses? I don't know. A two... Or excuse me, a one nothing win on the... Did you call that? Yeah. No, I... Did I say one nothing? I don't remember what I said last week. I All I said that was that Jordan Morris would be the hero. And, whew, and successful he was. Uh, Michelle Ludka, after the game, took Coach Smetzler aside and asked him, what will be your biggest takeaway from this match, Coach? And he said, jingle bells. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, you you get it. It's like he's a meme. It's like he's in on the meme, actually. I did see a tweet from somebody who was in the, I think it was a, a media member, and they were in the um, the hallway after the match, and it was a, it, the media member overheard one of the maintenance workers or like one of the cleanup crew after the match in the stadium saying, are they singing jingle bells in there? <laughs> <laughs> somebody who is not in on the meme. <laughs> that, that's all. I bet you uh, Schmetzer hired that guy to help the meme deepen. He deepened the memes. Anyway, um, you, you you pointed out something to me that I think is huge. Another start for Danny Leva. Just 16 years old? Am I, am I right on that? 16? Yeah, he's 16. 16 years old. And that guy's dynamite. He's he's killing it. He's 16 years old, and he has won every... Well, the Sounders have won every match that he's started. Wow. That's, How many is that? Three? So he started three matches for the Sounders. He's been a sub, I think, in, in another when they drew. Um but he in the match against Houston uh, over the weekend, he had he played all ninety minutes. Uh, he had fifty four touches. He completed almost ninety percent of his passes. Um, he won all three of his tackles. Six out of seven duels won. Uh, completed six out of eight long balls. Like for sixteen years old, uh, he did not look out of place at any point during that match. What a well-rounded showing from that. Like, you just named, like, he's got a battery or an engine in him, you know, he went for the full 90. That's great. The idea that he's tough tackling and got the precision, I mean, we've known other people like that before, and we've referred to them as the honey badger and stuff, you know, the Christian Roldans of the world. This kid at 16 is already setting up to do that? Yeah, it's... it's, He had an incredible match, and um, it's... I think that we should just enjoy him for as long as we are able to in Seattle. You think you think it's temporary? Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if after more performances like this, if he keeps, uh, I mean, he's essentially earning his starting spot. He's going to take over the coaching job at the U.S. Women's National Team? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) RIP in in barbecue heaven, uh, Jill Ellis. (laughs) (laughs) Is she she Kansas City? I actually don't know. I think that's where the U.S. uh, National Team setup is, though, is in Kansas. Oh, I get it now. Or Missouri, whichever one Kansas City is in. I think it's in two states. It's in both of them, but I don't know where like no, the, wait, sport, the Sporking Kansas City training center is because it's in the same place. Wait, St. Louis is in two states or Kansas City? No, it's Kansas City. St. Louis Kansas City's also, in right? Missouri and Kansas. Oh, that's right. The one that it's named after. Yeah. Yeah, Kansas City. Okay, that makes sense. All right, sorry. Anyway, so you think he'll, you think he'll leave to do something non-managerial and not playing for Seattle? I think that if he if he uh, truly earns a starting spot, the only thing that I could see happening is somebody that we that we go. Oh, and- oh, oh no! The injury <laughs> generator mullet. I don't know. <laughs> oh, he's down with a nasty mullet. I think that if the Sounders go sign a player that plays in the same spot as him um, for some immediate help, uh, even though I don't think that they need it at this point. Um, that would be the only thing that would kind of stunt his growth if he stops getting consistent starting minutes for the Sounders. Uh, That's figuratively, right? Because I feel sure. like at 16, he's still got some time to grow. He's got a ton of time. And, you know, he's in the he's in the U.S. youth national team setup, and he's playing for the Sounders Academy and killing it, and he's obviously gotten a ton of press while playing for the Sounders. He's got a ton um, of virgin limeritas to drink. <laughs> like <laughs> he, he did get that, the virgin Bud Light virgin limerita man of the match that one time, so I'm sure he has, still has his lifetime supply. As designated by us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's important to to make that, make that point clear. Right. <laughs> okay, so it's not just a Seattle squad that's got a – like a couple wins strung together in a in some tough situations, right on the road. That's like really big to take those three points in like a thousand degree heat, like hotter than the surface of a Formula One brake pad. There, it's crazy or brake disc. But um, it's not just that they've the team set themselves up really well early in the season. It's 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 crazy because I keep losing perspective. I think of where the season is just based on the. Um, I think there's been some moments of inconsistency in the in the Sounders results. Yeah. Uh, but all of that said, I I kind of looked at it today, looked at the full league standings as a, as a, as a broader picture, and the Sounders still have the third most points in the league with two less games played than the team above them, which is Philadelphia. So the Sounders essentially are third. If the if the league was a single table, the the Sounders are the third best team in the entire league, second in the West currently, but third in the league. Oh, interesting. So they're like. Manchester United or something like that. It's a good comparison, right? Uh, I, Manchester United didn't, didn't finish third last season. They didn't. No, they. Who finished third? They? Uh, injury generator. <laughs> oh man, you finished sixth. Oh god, they're awful. Oh, they finished behind you, not me. Why'd you say what? I didn't say you're oh, awful. You said, I said oh, they're man. awful. Oh man, you finished sixth. Not <laughs> oh man, you finished sixth. You're like, I single-handedly took a spot in the Europa Cup for next year. (laughs) This is good radio. (laughs) I can't believe they finished behind Arsenal. Arsenal's garbage. Garbage. Also the team I root for, but my God, (laughs) you've got to be embarrassed. Like You finished one ahead of Wolves, man, you? I was going to say, at least they beat Wolves. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like only barely, and that's... Okay, so I'm sorry. I've, I've got as you by as you by now have certainly guessed, this is a Premier League podcast. <laughs> well, dude, we don't have time for sumo and everything. Good God! 
Okay, so um, Sounders have a buttload of points, and buttload is a great measurement. It's right up there with like uh, 420 and 69 American, okay? Uh, Today I learned buttload equals 38. <laughs> I like that metric. That's all right. It's so every time every time Raul Rui Diaz gets a buttload of touches, he scores? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 that is fantastic. We need, we need Rui Diaz to get one buttload <laughs> of touches. I don't know if he'd like you saying it the way that you did or I did better. I'm not. I'm not. We'll have to think about that for a second. Uh, real quick, Steve Zakawani on the call is excellent. He's got that kind of thick northern uh, London accent, which makes it a little challenging at times, just as a diction person. But he's his insight is so fantastic. He's been so great on the sidelines, and I like Casey Keller just fine. But Steve Zakawani is probably the future of um, of color commentary in hope maybe Seattle maybe even on a larger scale he certainly deserves a shot at going a little bit bigger I could see him doing EPL in uh for NBC for sure he's he's been amazing and he is no less clear than uh Robbie Robbie not not musto I almost said Robbie Lloyd a record promotions person that's (laughs) wrong wrong podcast (laughs) Robbie Earl Robbie Robbie Earl yes yeah so he could definitely do that job on the big stage. Oh, f- fantastic. Okay, so Morris was a bit unconvincing for me in the match, but he does get a goal. So that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the sombrero you wear at a Mexican restaurant on your birthday, man <laughs> of the match. <laughs> Shamelessly laughing at that joke. Uh, your sombrero you wear at a Mexican restaurant on your birthday, man of the match, is Jordan Morris. Sombrero you wear at a Mexican restaurant on your birthday, Feliz Cumpleaños, Brandon's dad. <laughs> That's my favorite picture of my dad, by the way. <laughs> Thanks for sending that. That's, that's incredible. I'm, I'm sad for your dad that that's your favorite picture of him, but also perfect for the pod. Uh, that Jordan Morris goal, on first look... There's a bit of a sombrero or a rainbow, depending on whatever anyone calls it now. Listen to it's two, a sombrero. Two it's ep- a sombrero. Go back to two episodes ago and listen to our take on this. Anyway, there's a there's first of all a sweet jump for the ball where he's taken out, definitely a penalty. Um, but he then manages to control the ball, sombrero, get around a dude, and then toe poke it past the keeper and another defender at the slowest scorable speed possible. Like the earth was almost rotating faster in the opposite direction. Like the ball almost didn't move is how little he kicked it and scored that goal. It sort of on first glance seems like garbage. Garbage. It looked like the defender who was falling backwards while trying to clear it out was doing his best to make it look like he was making an effort. Uh, uh, well, uh, also match fixing the game. The only thing that he could have done differently is been like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was. It was. It's funny because you're right. On the first glance, when I first watched that goal, I think uh, we tweeted from Full Ninety Extra Time Podcast on on Twitter. That's where you tweet. You tweet from Twitter. Is podcast um, part we, of it? Is it just Full Ninety Extra Time? At, yeah. Sorry. At Full Ninety Extra Time on Twitter. Yeah. Um, great plug by me. Thanks. Um, we. We tweeted something about the fact that that looked like the poor man's Rui Diaz goal from a few weeks ago, where he had obviously that excellent goal of the week winner. Uh, it was the sombrero, the four-touch beauty that is top five in Sounders history, in my opinion. Um, watching that goal on uh, after the first take, I thought that was obviously good, but you know, sloppier than Rui Diaz's. But after watching a couple of different angles, 
the power to hold off AJ De La Garza, who is the guy cl- uh, climbing all over his back. The power, like the 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 intelligence to flick it over the defender. He took a touch to bring it down off of the flick, and then another touch to get it in. And yes, it went in pretty slow, but it was still an, a pretty amazing goal. <laughs> It, it was great, I think, uh, and it's up for goal of the week as well. So go vote. Oh, excellent! Uh, I didn't understand your Johnny Five reference that you made on the Twitter there towards the, going to vote for that, but uh, but I support it because I love Johnny Five. So Short Circuit is one of my favorite movies ever. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. Why haven't we talked about this more? I am right on board with you on that. There's like this, like there's this part of it where they hired a Jewish guy to play an Indian guy. Yeah, that's, that's the worst. But they changed the character like after they started it like the they didn't want to recast it after they were going so they just like decided to be racist instead but if you can see past that i understand if you can't if you could see past that i was seven when it came out and i didn't understand that and it was about a talking robot with a personality who wants to stay alive voted for goal of the week (laughs) he's voted for goal of the week so Okay, well, I'd like to talk to you more about Short Circuit, but on another podcast where we talk more about sumo and movies from the 80s. The robot joke was that a few weeks ago, um, Raul Ruiz Diaz was up for goal of the week, and a bunch of other goals that were nowhere near as good were also up, and it was basically proven, and it's been proven in the past, but that week it was especially egregious that uh, somebody was running a script or a code that was uh, putting a bunch of votes in for people who were not Raul Ruiz Diaz, People called MLS out enough to the point where they added the I am not a robot uh, checkbox to every time you vote for goal. They didn't have that before? No. So you, I mean, that's kind of the classic, the Sounders, uh, back in the day, you would go on and you could vote every 24 hours uh, for a Sounders player. And then Atlanta United came into the league and they were like, oh, you think you're good ballot stuffers? Well, we're even better ballot stuffers because we live in Atlanta and we have nothing better to do. Um, Or I'm Deb. And they (laughs) go... And so they were ballot stuffing, and then somebody uh, smart and who works for a tech company probably um, was doing the script, and then all of a sudden, uh, Sounders were complaining that we can't ballot stuff like you, and um, yeah, so then they added the I'm not a robot thing. That's and crazy. Hence, that hence Johnny Five. With the red eyes. That's the differentiator. He like gets rid of that. He doesn't go into kill mode anymore, okay? Short circuit two. He replaces the thing with a flying wing, okay? Anyway... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know where we're at with this. Moving on. Hot. So, Steve Gutenberg. Hot. <laughs> who is hot? Who is garbage? And who is hot garbage? And who is Steve Gutenberg? will be another thing we'll address. Uh, let's start with hot. 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 I'll say the Crystal Pepsi Bowl. Okay. Last week, looking into my Crystal Pepsi Bowl, I called it and Jordan Morris was the hero. I said he'd be the hero and he was. Hot. All right. How about that new who team of the week? He was out there yelling at people for a change instead of getting yelled at. Hot. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Good job, Hugh. Hugh. <laughs> it's just a typo. It's not new who's evil twin brother Hugh Hugh that plays in the hot, hot. sweltering part of America's armpit slash butt crack Texas. Houston. Uh, hot. Hot. Jordan Morris. He's getting that nomination for the goal of the week that you just mentioned. Nice. How about garbage, Brandon? Garbage. Uh, 
garbage, also the Crystal Pepsi Bowl. Garbage. <laughs> All right. After so after looking at the lineup, um, I told my wife uh, we were driving uh, for the during throughout the first half, and I told my wife after I looked at the lineup, I said we're going to get smacked down by Houston uh, because after I looked at the lineup where Brad Brad Smith was playing left wing and Christian Roldan, who is wonderful in the middle, was playing wide on the right, and then your middle guys were Jordy Delem and and Danny Leva. I was concerned. Yeah, that didn't that didn't feel like a very um, usual move from Old Schmetzer. It was it was definitely one of those uh, lineups necessitated on who's available and who can play where, maybe, and not a this is a tactical uh, way that we're going to break down Houston's defense. It was it was a let's see who we can put where without breaking completely and it worked after he changed it in the second half <laughs> once again i felt weird about justin Dillon not getting some minutes but that's a whole other thing how about v-rod victor rodriguez yeah how about garbage victor rodriguez garbage why is he so why do you think he's garbage i don't think he's garbage and i don't honestly know that that i i have to blame it on him entirely but the if awol nation told us anything it's to blame it on your add okay <laughs> The the idea of Victor Rodriguez, uh, I thought it was supposed to blame it on Canada, by the way. Ah, South Park. Excellent. Nice. Um, Victor Rodriguez has been injured, uh, inconsistently available to the team. I think the last time he played was against Portland in the Open Cup, or Fartland, excuse me. Um, and just the, just the fact that he is being paid a lot of money by this team uh, to not even ride the bench, but to ride the mechanical bike in the training room or ride the, ride the ice bath. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's down at Cowgirl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got to make that extra bartending money, bro. Anyway, I think this happened. Uh, remember a couple of years ago, Ozzy Alonso was hurt like all season, and it turned out that his injury was misdiagnosed. And then once he was able to have it accurately diagnosed, and he came back, and he was better than ever, and and playing like old Ozzy. And then we I'm let hoping- him go. I'm hoping that's not the case with Victor Rodriguez, but even if it is, he's been unavailable for so long that it's 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 so frustrating and therefore garbage. Garbage. Moving on to hot garbage. Hot garbage. Oh, boy, that first 45 minutes, even Stefan Fry was bad. Hot garbage. And that's saying something. Yeah, man, that was just a real cruddy team effort. Cruddy. <laughs> that's a cruddy. Hot garbage. Hey, at least you don't have to bleep it. <laughs> How about hot garbage? The Sounders lost against Fartland, and two days later, 2020 season ticket deposit campaigns began. Hot garbage. <laughs> Real good timing there, Sounders front office. Now, I just want to bang through a couple of these extra little points of interest that we have, just things to be thinking about throughout the week, um, and maybe I'll just fire off some random judgment about them as well. Uh, go ahead and get these things rocking in here. Okay, so some things to be thinking about, uh, especially rolling into into tomorrow. Uh, today is Tuesday the 30th. Tomorrow is the last day of July, the 31st, and Brad Bradsmith's loan is finally up. We originally thought it was the end of June. Turns out it's the end of July. So the team in the club haven't made any announcement about whether or not they're retaining him or going to let Bournemouth, who he's on loan from, uh, recall him back to the team and sell him to somebody else. Um but anyway, that status of Brad Bradsmith is up in the air. He wasn't at training. However, he was also injured in the Houston match. So we don't know if he wasn't at training because he doesn't have a future with the club. We don't know if he wasn't at training because he has probably a hamstring injury. Um, but whatever it is, the the future is uncertain. We don't even know if he's going to... That injury against Houston might be the last time that we see Brad Bradsmith in a Sounders uniform. You just made me muttly laugh. That was amazing. What's the deal with Svensson? 
apparently he is still injured. He had a uh, undiagnosed hamstring injury, according to uh, Mickey or Mikey Turner. Yeah, Mickey Turner. Uh, is it Mickey? Yeah, Mickey Turner on Twitter. He goes to he goes to the trainings and he said that Svensson still looked injured and is unlikely for this. When weekend. he's not serving up a handful of the law, he's at Sounders FC practice. <laughs> he he does look pretty cool in his aviators and the cigar. Dude, he is dope as hell, man. He's a lawyer, right? Yeah. 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 He's like I think he's like a defense attorney. That guy's badass. He is badass. And now okay, so the Sounders are looking to maybe you'd mentioned this with Leva earlier and then with Gustav Svensson. They're looking at possibly finalizing a loan for a twenty two year old central defensive midfielder. Yeah, as the transfer window is starting to open, they are looking at a guy twenty two years old, Emmanuel Ciccini? Caccini? Caccini. Uh, Caccini. He's a defensive midfielder. The Sounders, since losing Ozzy, haven't necessarily had a number six uh, or just like your typical guy, honey badger type guy who's going to destroy and fight for the ball and run after everybody. He connects the lines, right? He's the He is the transition from defense to offense without right. being the playmaker. He's He doesn't necessarily fit the exact profile that Ozzy fits. He's probably still more of a guy that's going to go front to back, almost like a Christian Roldan. But the fact that the Sounders are interested in signing a guy like this might spell the coming end of Gustav Svensson. And uh, because of the amount of international players that you're able to have on the roster, it might also spell the uh, possible immediate end of Brad Bradsmith. I don't agree that this is the end for Goose. I don't think that that's the case at all. Um, I think that he's I, too good. And if he gets healthy, then there's no reason to let him go at least until the end of the season. That would be I think I think it w- nothing would happen with Goose until the end of the season. I should have caveated that. Now, I would typically like to get into a little bit of fan outrage now, but people are so mad on the Internet about such a hot topic. And this is the um, subject of Antifa which stands literally for anti-fascists. I just want to know if people are threatening or if they are actually canceling their season tickets over the banning of a Antifa symbol, the Iron Front flag. Do you know if people are actually doing this and following through or are they just getting mad on Twitter? It's it's well, it's always hard to tell without um any you know quantitative data um but you've seen a lot of people who have said that they've already canceled their season tickets a lot of people even before this situation where the front office has banned the the supporters groups from flying from flying a flag that's associated with antifa it's called the iron front flag um even before this you've seen a lot of people canceling their tickets a lot of people are upset with a lot of different things in the league uh and with the not necessarily always with the sounders but with the league in general the league accepted chick-fil-a uh as a sponsor this year chick-fil-a is notoriously donates to they donate to anti-lgbtq uh causes and then the league also at the same time did like an inclusivity (laughs) campaign right and so there was like just a little bit of hypocrisy there it felt like Anyway, um, when we come back, we'll figure out what's going on this weekend. Another Sunday night match, which I'm not looking forward to. Stupid can't go to the match, but can't stay home and watch from the couch with beer that doesn't cost $12. Seattle Sounders FC second in the West. Excuse me, I almost said third. Is this accurate? Is this updated? Oh my this god. Is, so LA got destroyed by Portland. LA Galaxy got destroyed by Portland over the weekend. That Portland uh, is so hot. They are hot right now, unfortunately. More like hot garbage. Hot garbage. <laughs> uh, sporking, sporking Kansas City is coming to town. They're 10th. Oh, um, 10th in the West, right? 
Yeah. That's terrible. Only Colorado and maybe one other team are worse. Uh, Century League Field Sunday at 7 p.m. The Sounders played Kansas City twice last year and once this year. Last year, the, the results were great sounders beat kansas city three to one uh or they they drew first drew two to two and then they beat kansas city three to one even with a red card on the on the seattle side um but kansas city is a good team and they're historically a great team in the league they finished first place in the west last season uh only they were the only team in the west western conference to beat the sounders um so traditionally kansas city or sporking uh has been a great team and and even up to last season they were great um they beat the Sounders this season uh, earlier in the match when it seemed like everybody was dead. Um, <laughs> they haven't had great luck this season. They've been missing tons of players. Everybody's dead. Uh, they're unable to fill the 18 at points. They had to cancel training at one point because they didn't have enough players to do like practice with. Um, with all of that said, they were able to beat Seattle 3-2 uh, to two in Kansas uh, last May or in Missouri, wherever they are. Um, <laughs> and that was due to a Johnny Russell hat trick. That hat trick was he was just pushing people over. It was ridiculous. But that match also featured uh, that ridiculously awesome Golden Clog uh, worthy Kelvin Leardam spin move goal and a debut for the then tucked Javier Arriaga. And I do not like the preposition of then tucked. <laughs> Just keep moving. <laughs> so Kansas have been kind of crap though. They've lost their last two and they play New York city. Oh, Roger Espinosa went down to a red card, meaning he's sitting out the match against Seattle this week and Espinosa playing on the right wing in the match. So that means he would be going up against the left side of the field where we have some pretty serious question marks with Brad Bradsmith possibly not being part of the team and a fired up team of the week knew who being there knew who and say Brad Bradsmith doesn't play either due to injury or due to lone recallitis or lone recalliosis um if if he if he doesn't play Sounders still have Joven Jones on that side um as as somebody who can step into that spot great now, whatever happened to Joven Jones in Germany, uh, there's a lot of questions to be asked because he hasn't been the same Joven Jones that we sent them. I'm pretty sure that they cloned him and sent us back like a winter soldier uh, type situation. I'm not entirely sure. Um, however, he's a he's an option on that left side, uh, linking up with Nuhu. They have some uh, some good chemistry together. Without Roger Espinoza, who is playing on the right, um, and he's going to sit due to red card. Um, that Sounders left side attack that has been potent all season, partly due to Brad Smith, um, could be a, another opportunity for the Sounders to get forward. Maybe you put Jordan Morris on that side. Maybe Victor Rodriguez, uh, by the grace of God, is healthy. Who knows? That sounds like a miracle. Um, but, you know, there's an opportunity for the Sounders right there against a critical player on their team. And lastly, just to give a glimpse of how bad things are in Kansas right now. Yes, they're 10th place. Yes, they've lost their last two. Yes, that guy is on a red card. Um, when it was still nothing nothing against New York City, uh, there was some miscommunication in the match. And um, there were, they were defending a set piece. And after the, the it resulted on like a free header on goal by New York. And um, what ended up happening is that Benny Fellhaber, who is one of their I think team captain and a bunch of other guys on their own team started shoving each other and were madder at each other than they were at anybody else on the, on the pitch. So um, those guys aren't even quite sure who they're playing. It seems well, it's something about losing the locker room dot, dot, dot. <laughs> All right, cool. Okay. So for Seattle this week, who do you anticipate being the hero in this match? Who's going to step it up? Like there's a lot of people we could pick from, but who do you think is number one there? 
Um, I'm going to have to say that uh, because I did it last week and it worked, I'm going to say that the hero is Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris is one of those guys that always seems that when he gets a goal, um, he is he is able to start getting more goals. Like he is, his confidence is totally based on if he's producing in the moment. And so I think that that one goal is going to give him the confidence to go out and start scoring again. Um, he was on a drought before. He's got his goal. I'm hoping that that's just like the pulling the cork out. So obviously you got to look at the villain being Johnny Russell, right? After pulling off a, a effectively the Seafair Pirates storming Alki version of a hat trick, he was able to. Uh, he's going to be a threat. He's one of their designated players. He's good. <laughs> he's got. Yeah. He's coming off that confidence, even though the team might be sh- kind of. Sh- he's going to be excited to be able to do that same hat trickery again. <laughs> That trickery. I, thankfully, the Sounders have him at home. Um, yes, that they didn't look like a strong side going into the last match that the Sounders played against Kansas. Um, that being said, the Sounders have been looking stronger. They are the third best team in the league. They're going to be playing at home. And, and outside of that loss against Port, uh, Fartland a couple weeks ago, um, I think that they're going to be up for this match and they should be able to stimmy that attack. Okay, Brandon, so where do you plan on watching the match this weekend? Are you going to be brave and go all the way to CenturyLink Field? I think so. My wife's out of town, and uh, which means she'll be less mad at me for going to the match. So yes, I think I'll go to the match. <laughs> like sometimes this pays our bills. So why are you <laughs> mad at me? But okay, I understand. All right. For me, I will be probably watching the first half from bed, and the second half will not be seen until the morning when I watch it via my phone from my Xfinity DVR at the radio station. Try not to get it spoiled on the internet <laughs> with everything else on airplane mode. So no spoilers. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I'm also trying to show prep and not see any results hashtag don't go on twitter okay up, leslie hope you're not listening <laughs> let's sum this all up real quick it's tldl too long didn't listen uh too long didn't listen a buttload equals 38 give the ball to Rui diaz tldl too long didn't listen harry ship covered in barnacles <laughs> uh too long didn't listen brad brad smith has lone recoliosis or lone recolitis. Please sign up for my 5K while we're talking about this. We're battling for those with lone recoliosis, and every single dollar we can raise will help. Take a look into your Crystal Pepsi ball, Brandon, and tell us what you see as the outcome on Sunday night, 7 p.m. CenturyLink Field, as the second in the West, Seattle Sounders FC, take on the zillionth in the West, Sporking Kansas City Wizards. I am going to go out on a limb here and uh, it look deep into my crystal Pepsi ball and say that Jordan Morris is going to score, going to score a perfect hat trick, which is crazy because that would require him to score with his left foot. What's a perfect hat trick? Uh, you score with your left foot, you score with your right foot, and you score with your head. Wow. A supreme hat trick is where you also score with your dick.